After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Even dogs love a fast fountain. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. Coming up today on the show, we're fasting. Oh, no. Yeah, we are. Oh, no, I don't want to fast. No, we're fasting. I'm not prepared. It just means we're going fast. Oh, okay. We can do that, right? That's what I meant also. I'm not prepared. (laughs) Okay, so there's a commercial that I've been hearing on the radio, and there's a TV version of it as well. And it really emphasizes the need for speed in our (laughs) daily busy lives. Yes. And I want to talk about that commercial. I'm not going to give away too much here. We'll get to it in just a second. I thought that commercial alone would be a good conversation piece. And then I thought, well, that's a very common trope in commercials. Like, you're in this busy life. Like, you must, everything must be fast. You must get something faster. Yes. Or, or, you know, get somewhere faster or what have you. Jimmy John's. It's Jimmy like John's it's will like, be making an appearance. I figured. Yes. It's like their whole brand. But I will say this. It was a little bit harder to find the stuff I was looking for. Instead, with the exception of like Jimmy's Johns, (laughs) um, I ended up just finding a bunch of weird stuff. And I don't know if it's because it's so common that common search phrases didn't find me the goods. Yeah. I went on various, um, there's no need for me to talk about this on the top of the show because we have some good stuff to talk about. It's just not what I expected. Yeah, you thought, I have those shows too. I thought it'd be very mainstream commercials. Yeah, where I thought it would be like every other ad is an example of this trope. And then when I really go to look for it, it's kind of weirdly hard to pinned down yeah but we do have a good show for you because the stuff i did find is is interesting and again i want to kind of dig into the um the the commercial that kicked it all off plus uh we will go back in time and play for you a commercial that i found on an old vhs tape and it stars a uh a a celebrity voice genevieve that i think you will be delighted by and that and that even you will recognize (laughs) that is a very uh it's a bold claim do you remember the year 2020 (laughs) Barely. That's yes. like what? No, I do. Years re- ago? I do remember it. Is, that was like fifteen years ago. Twenty twenty was a tough one, man. Twenty twenty. Famously a tough year. In the year twenty twenty, uh, we received a an email from a listener who said, "Hey, you know that commercial you played? It had some music in it." And I realize it's in another commercial that's playing at the time, too. And they're very different commercials, but it's the same music. Well, that same ad counselor, I'll name him. Brian mm-hmm. in Tallahassee, he just sent us another email and said, hey, I've heard this music in another commercial now. <laughs> it's all over the place. Brian's a musicologist, by the way, so it really stands out to him. To me, it just sounds like kind of like, it's just it's funny how music and commercials can just like kind of be a wash, right? It's yeah. like you're just, you hear it. It just, it's like, oh yeah, it's the it's the plucky string sound. Like I, I wouldn't have recognized it as being the same song, right. but of course it is. If we'll you, go back and we'll play them all for you. Can I mention something related to commercial music that's been just like rolling around in the back of my brain for a little while. I don't know how many people are noticing this trend and it might already be over by this point, but for like a week on like Instagram and I assume TikTok is like really where it was originating. There was this song called Makeba that 
was like every you know how it's like songs sort of get some weird currency and like everybody puts their little TikTok yeah thing to that music for for a second so like you're just constantly hearing the the opening bars to this song wait real question here is this you on TikTok hearing it or you're hearing it you think it originated there, but you're hearing it everywhere else. Well, I'm hearing it on Instagram Reels. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, so which is I, how old people watch TikTok. Which is how old right? people yeah. watch TikTok. And my, was, myself included, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I was trying to, like, kind of skirt that. Okay, uh, sorry. But that, that I just wasn't sure if you meant, like, in commercial. Anyway, okay, so what's this song again? It's called Makaba. Actually, if you want to just, like, Google it, I'm sure you can you can get it going. And so for a second, it just became incredibly ubiquitous on social media. Um but to me, this is a song that I associate with an ad that I love from years and years ago for Levi Jeans, where it was like all these. Uh... Is this it? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay, I'll let it play a little bit. Tell me if it uh, kicks in. Um. So, yeah, this is it. Okay. Yeah, this sort of rings a bell to me. But again, it's the type of song that just sort of sounds like... But I figured this pretty... was more of a sound. But, it, but No, it's got a little bit... You'll recognize, I think, when the vocals kick in. Okay. So it looks like this goes back ways. This is from uh, 2016. Um, I don't know how old the song is. I mean, the the video, or I'm sorry, the um, the commercial for Levi's. I think if it if it's only as old as 2016, that surprises me. It feels like it's been around for a long time. Okay, this was posted by the the band Jane uh, six years ago. So does this sound familiar oh, yeah, at all yeah. to you? Yeah. So it's it's actually a song about this uh, Afro pop icon, uh, this woman who was like, uh, I think South African and like fought for uh, equality and the end mm. of apartheid and had a you know she was persecuted for her her activism. But for me, this song will always be this very magical uh, Levi's commercial that I I love. Oh yeah. Where the people are all just dancing in yes, circles in lots of, of different cultures. Yeah, yeah. And so. It's just funny to me that suddenly this song hit like the public consciousness or at least, you know, some segment of the public consciousness who are on TikTok um, because I've always had this song in the back of my head as something Mm -hmm. that I love. But for this very specific commercial reason, that's interesting when I you know, now that you said that, that is why I recognize the song, because you loved that commercial. We talked about it a lot for whatever it's worth. The song came out in 2015. I was also wrong when I identified Jane as the band. It's a French singer songwriter named Jane, although maybe I'm saying that incorrectly. If they're French, do you know how you'd pronounce that? J.A.I.N. as somebody who is how many years have you been doing French on Duolingo? You just celebrated a benchmark didn't you? yeah well i've been doing it for 952 days nice um and i don't 951 was the benchmark i was talking <laughs> about uh, i don't know if if uh jane would be pronounced differently i mean ai is pronounced uh like a basically mm-hmm. or i um so i would guess jane jane Jane. Mm, yeah, maybe a softer with the just sound. I yeah. was I was using my grotesque American accent <laughs> to pronounce that J. Um, yeah. So anyway, well, that's coming. Well, th- that isn't coming up. We we've talked about that. All we're going to talk about on this show. We okay. will not be going back to that now. Um, but we will be playing this song for you that uh, listener Brian identified as as popping up for for years now in commercials. And of course, now Brian is on the hook to continue to identify <laughs> that song and send it in whenever they hear it. So uh, let's kick things off, though, with The Fast and the Spurious. <laughs>
so this first commercial, Genevieve, the one that sort of kicked off this little mission of mine to collect these ads, I believe you and I have both heard this uh, radio, the radio version of this before during Mariners games, and I'm not sure. I'm going to play it for you now. Um, it's for five-hour energy drink, and it's just a quick 15-seconder, and there's really not a lot that you need to see here in the TV version of this. It's just like it shows you various flavors of five-hour energy drink bottles. So really, it's just a radio ad with some visuals they threw on. So take a listen to this. Five-hour energy. Think of it as five-second coffee for when you wake up too late to make it, or you don't have time to wait in line for it, or you're just too busy for a coffee break. Five-hour energy. The five-second coffee. Now, I find that to be a very interesting pitch. I mean, it's not even, I mean, it's kind of obvious in a certain way, right? I mean, that is exactly the market that they're going for. But five-hour energy drink has, or whatever you call it, shots or whatever, has been around for quite some time. And I've used it for exactly that purpose. Exactly. Used to keep one or two in the the glove box at all times, kind of an emergency. Did I do that? Yeah, you don't remember that? Oh wow! I don't think we do that anymore. No, I, but I don't. It's think not we, the worst idea, but no. you used to have a long commute. It was a, a, a forty or sixty mile commute every day. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, and so you know, but the the like the ideal of coffee, and again, it's like it's very. I don't mean to make it sound like it's something that is super fancy in in this day and age, but like. When you think about the idea of coffee, you're going to a coffee shop. You're getting something that has an Italian name, right? I mean, you might just be getting something that is flavor blasted at Dunkin'. But either way, like the culture of coffee as Starbucks has sort of like grown it in this country is like it is something that maybe like you savor a little bit. You you know, you take your time with it. Um, And five hour energy is kind of on the other side of that spectrum. It's something that you just see in like shitty gas stations next to like like goat horn pills or whatever you know what i mean or what what am i talking about the horny goat pills or what you know what i mean like it sort of is like kind of the lowest the lowest common denominator but like they've been around for a long time and they do serve a purpose to be shot it's not intended to be savored and they have different flavors but you don't buy it even me like i like the taste of red bull actually um i think that's somewhat controversial i don't know but um say not universal yeah nobody i don't think anybody really loves loves the taste of a five-hour energy shot. You no. take it as quickly as possible and you shoot it, you know? Yeah. Um, but the the ad, which we just heard, and again, it's very I bet very whatever simple. it tastes like before they put whatever flavors on it, it's just so awful. Yeah, it's pretty... It's not Be- great Because it's not great flavors. with the flavors. Yeah. And I think the flavors are there to like a spoonful of sugar, quite literally. And I'm going to play this again because it's only 15 seconds, but I want to kind of break down the three different ways that... And it's all about speed, right? But the three different ways you might not be able to work coffee into your life, especially... And by the way, I've heard other versions, I think, of this ad in other campaigns, and they even kind of put you in the place of like an afternoon. Like there's something about like a morning cup of coffee, right? But me like a lot of people around midday after lunch you start to get those drowsies again yeah and so especially if you're in an office place sort of situation that's when you might go get the dregs of the coffee out of the break room mm-hmm. here at home i might go like get some leftover coffee that was in the pot from the morning and put in the microwave which is never like a great feeling anyway this one is more general but just saying like sometimes you just don't have time even though coffee is not some sort of rarity or something that is hard to achieve where i work it is a walk out of the building at yeah, a minimum right Right, yeah. Five-hour energy. Think of it as five-second coffee for when you wake up too late to make it. More you don't have time to wait in line for it. Or you're just too busy for a coffee break. 
five-hour interview. The last one is sort of just like kind of like that one is I think the most I'll use the word spurious again, although I might be misusing that. But like, don't have time for a coffee break. You don't need. You can drink coffee while you're doing your job, and most well in some cases, not in all cases, I suppose. Yeah, but I if mean, I understand what they're saying because in my office. Um, if I want coffee, it is a coffee break because you have to go find I have it. to go find Acquire it. Acquire it, yeah. yeah. So even, anyway. if, even if I bring it back to my desk, it's 10, 15 minutes out of my day. So I, I just was kind of, I don't know, fascinated is too strong of a word. It's a pretty obvious pitch, but it's also sort of like, I don't know, I, I sort of feel like in this we're sort of seeing the maturation of five-hour energy a little bit. Again, they're not trying to gussy themselves up or make it seem like there's something that they're not, but they're just kind of like, hey, listen, we can go up against coffee. Like, we can just take if we can just get everybody who has an afternoon cup of coffee to take yeah. one of our things. I mean, that will increase sales. It used to be this very like screamy, yeah, kind of low budget, intentionally mm-hmm. um, kind of um, grotty almost. Yeah, like like an an intentional kind of like we're you know we're a kind of a bro culture kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, I think you're right. Maturation is the right word because they want a person like me who might have a really busy day at work and might in my office gets like boiling hot in the summer because there's no air conditioning in my building. And so my office by three o'clock is just kind of a sauna, even with the windows open. And, you know, you've had lunch. It's hot. You're you've been up for a long time. Like it can get drowsy making. Mm-hmm. And I could see an absolute case for having um what I would probably do and, and have done is keep a cold Red Bull in the fridge mm-hmm. at work. But if I you could, have a fridge. But yeah. I, yeah, but if I didn't have a fridge, a little energy yeah. shot would be a, a handy thing. And you and I are also people who make a living by sitting behind computers and yeah. offices. Yeah, what if I was behind day, a, but like, the yeah, wheel or something? But you, what if you're behind the wheel? What if you're literally directing traffic somewhere, yeah. you know, either a, a, as a cop or somebody on a construction crew? What if you're or, directing air traffic? Or directing air traffic or, what? yeah, whatever. Like, or you're literally up on a high beam somewhere, you know? Like you're just yeah. the opportunities to get caught. If you're from an old timey poster and you're sitting on the end of an yeah. IV eating your bucket lunch, eating your bucket lunch, definitely do have an energy shot if you're up there living, some living say, in a black and white poster. Some say they're still up there. <laughs> you can still hear them masticating. Um, so anyway, that was sort of the premise for the show as I initially saw it. Like you're, you're just so busy. Let's, let's like cut some time out of your day. And the first thing I thought of after that was minute rice. Yeah. Now minute rice is funny because like it popped into my head immediately. So there's like great brand recognition there. But then when I started watching commercials for it, I had to stop and realize, I've never had minute rice. I've certainly never made minute rice. If somebody served me minute rice, I didn't know it. It wasn't a staple growing up. And it occurred to me, like, I don't even really know what it is. Why is why can you make this rice so why fast? Why is this rice? What did, what do they do to this rice? Do you know? No. I saw Did you a, learn? Because well, I, I never really grew up with it either. One of these commercials is going to show the preparation pro, uh, process. And I think it's going to shed some light on it a little bit. And I did see on one of the boxes in the commercial, now that I was really paying attention, I was like, what? Well, how does this? work i think it's pre-cooked in some way so you just sort of have to re-moisturize it basically you dump it well we'll hear this it's almost like uh freeze-dried sort of that i'm not sure um but uh anyway i'm going to play for you two commercials both of them vintage one vintage by today's standard certainly and then the other one very very vintage and very very sexist which is why i want to play it for you (laughs) um but this first one is from 1980 and of course you'll be able to see this uh the 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 actor in this genevieve uh she's very famous but i'm going to give the listeners a chance to see if they can identify her voice when i serve chicken (laughs) i serve minute rice 
It's a fast and simple way to fancy up an everyday meal. With coated chicken, I serve orange rice. Minute rice cooked in orange juice instead of water. With roast chicken, I serve minute rice plain. Delicious with gravy. And fried chicken? I fancy it up by adding peas and carrots to minute rice. Mmm. Minute rice is one of my favorite ways to make supper simpler. It's long grain rice that's ready in five minutes. It's funny. Um, in some ways, that's very corny, right? First of all, like making it in orange juice oh is definitely God. a bold. What a what a, uh, what a sign of the times, right? That yeah. was. And then also, the, <laughs> it's like all those awful cookbooks you get from the fifties and sixties, where it's like, you know, like hot dogs and gelatin or whatever. Yeah. And then the last thing she said, and I don't want to even dunk on this too much because, like, I've never had to like make make meals for children every night well i mean we probably feed children more than just once a day you know what i mean like we so probably, dinner <laughs> every listeners, night get back to us if we do indeed now feed children more than just quote once a day well i figure you spritz them in the morning, you them in the morning. <laughs> make sure they're getting indirect sunlight a milkshake oh, wait, at lunch that's house plants <laughs> okay so anyway but did she we says, get did, wait did we did we let the did we Confirm for the audience who that actress was. If you were thinking that that is Anne B. Davis, a.k.a. Alice from uh, The Brady Bunch. And also, when you look her up on Wikipedia, they mention her first big break in some other very popular show of the 1950s and 60s, I guess, that I was unfamiliar with. But oh. um, that's the voice you hear. But I was going to just also say that, like, fancy it up with some peas and carrots. And it's just kind of like, <laughs> it's you know, it's that little cubed frozen peas and carrots that you yeah. get in the bag. But again, like, you know, trying to make things a little bit healthy. And honestly, that commercial did make me, I on, and I'm just realizing this now. When I was watching it, I was like, I should make rice more. Not minute rice. Yeah. I find regular rice to be relatively well, easy to make in the pot. That's the thing. It's like, it's not minute rice. It's five minute rice. There, yes. It's a misnomer sure. to call it minute rice. But it's not our rice. It's not. Well, but neither is white rice. White rice takes 15 minutes to make. Mm, brown brown not rice. Not when I make it. What are you doing? I, I feel like you really have to, you, you, you know, you boil the water off, but then that process of letting it kind of sit over very low heat and kind of shaking it a lot, I feel like, and again, I, we don't have a rice cooker. This is just over a pot. Like, I keep a close eye on it, and I stir it with a fork quite a bit, but I feel like I really have to let it cook a bit to, to make sure it doesn't come out super clumpy. I'm actually quite proud of my rice. I feel like I can make decent white rice. Okay. All of that is to say, it did sort of sell me on the idea of rice, but I... But with everything with me, or just like everything with me, like I'm also, when it comes to um, cooking in the kitchen, I'm not usually looking to cut corners anyway, because I sort of like the process of like, like I remember when you wanted to get like the food ninja, ninja foodie? Ninja foodie. Ninja foodie warrior. Um, You're like, you can, you know, roast a chicken in half the time. I'm like, yeah, but roasting a chicken on a fall day, like that's the whole thing of like <laughs> taking your time to roast it. But anyway, I just want to play that one for you. But uh, then I did go back and I found this much earlier commercial. It's not uh, date stamped in any way, but I'm going to guess based on the animation. It's black and white, by the way. I'm going to uh, guess based on the animation that this is very early 1960s and it portrays a cartoon version of a quote unquote housewife. And what I like about this is they're saying there are other things you'd like to do with your day. And you just see her like sitting sort of on a, on like a couch. They just show her like popping a mother's little helper. Kind of. She's just like staring sitting, off into space. She's sitting in kind of in an armchair with her feet up on an ottoman sort of. But then things get real. First of all, I mean, it's just sexist because of this whole trope of like the, the little lady must prepare the meal, right? But they say, you have other things you'd rather be doing. And they show her 
lounging on a, a chair with everything but the bonbons, basically. Yeah. Shopping. Wouldn't you rather be shopping? And then talking to the neighbors and wait till you see. And again, this is kind of a cute little almost like um, almost Jetson style animation, although there's nothing space aged about it. But listen to the sound that the women make when they're talking over the fence to their neighbors. It's like three women just chatting. Now, a word about Minute Rice, a product of General Foods. If you like easy days, (sighs) with more time for shopping, more time for the youngsters, more time for the neighbors, so that gone are the what days of that... What was that? Wow, when they women are, are talking... literally clucking. We just hear chicken sounds. They're literally clucking. That, that was the is... sound of three women talking over a fence. That was not great. That was not great. And they also depict childcare as taking them to an amusement park. <laughs> well, it's not not childcare. Yeah. More time for the youngsters. More time for the neighbors. So that gone are the days of that rush, rush, rush to get the family dinner. Then you want products like Minute Rice. It's prepared instantly. There's no washing, no boiling, no draining, no sticky pans. Just add easy day Minute Rice to boiling water. Remove from heat, cover, and let stand. It's wonderfully quick and convenient. Minute Rice is ready in minutes. Perfect rice without cooking. And so easily combined with your family's favorite meat and vegetable to make a well-balanced meal. Yes, if you like... There's so much day, rice on that plate. It's like, that yeah, it's like a ton of rice. It's and like then they're pouring like some sort of like hollandaise over it. Yeah. I will say that commercial was hella sexist. But the, the, like, the description of how it works yeah. and how much faster it is... Is very compelling. It's almost much like more the, so than the than the Alice one. Yeah, it's almost like the preparation of rice noodles. Yes, you just you know you, you don't get have the to water cook hot, it. then you just let them soak yeah. a little bit, and I think that's the key to minute rice. I exactly. Guess. Yeah. yeah. No, assuming actually, that it's still the same. I I mean I hate to say it, but the the sexist cartoon with the clucking ladies is like well okay, but still maybe I will try it. I think I'm very off with my description of it as being almost almost um uh what, what did I say um. Jetsons esque. It's not no, Jetsons esque, but it's like that 1960s clean animation style that I actually like a great deal. Yeah, and that's the style of the faces is very Jetsony, mm-hmm. like a, sli- a slightly more simplified, like slimmed down, or you know, like less uh, less elaborate uh, version of the the kind of animation that that this Jetsons used. As you guessed, Genevieve, uh, I do have a Jimmy John's commercial in here or Jimmy's John commercial. Now, the thing is, Wait, we they really s- abandoned the whole we're super fast and they in did favor of the Brad Garrett. I was going to say that like mobster vibe. Yeah. The whole Brad Garrett campaign, which has been going on for a couple of years now, and I think might have even launched as a Super Bowl commercial at first where he plays like this. It's still, you know, the more you dig into the, whatever the story of the Jimmy's John situation is, it doesn't hold up. He's a mobster who is trying to who's also in the meat business and he's trying to stamp out the competition and he's always like being frustrated by Jimmy John's great food and service or what have you and he calls it Jimmy's John it really did sort of replace their original thing which was like freaky fast and it was kind of hard to find early TV commercials because I think Jimmy John's during the freaky fast campaigns really leaned heavily on radio oh my gosh I totally associate that yeah. with radio with, we, the, with the motor mouth exactly uh, storytelling from the radio and I didn't put that in here because we already did a whole show Show about fast talkers, motor, motor mouths, and yeah. Th- yeah, and that, and there were. In- we called it fast hawkers. 
was the name oh, of that fast show. Hawkers, like, like you're hawking. Like you're hawking oh, that's your pretty wares. good. Yeah, well, good memory too. Um, and that's why I don't have any FedEx in here either, because it was a very similar thing, similar actor, if not the same guy, actually, the fast talking guy. But um, I did find one. You also find, I think, a lot of fake Jimmy John's commercials. Like I found one where it's like some guy was too fast in bed. Then it's like sometimes <laughs> being too fast isn't good. I'm like, there's no way this was a real commercial. No. Um, but this one I think was real, though it is kind of janky. <laughs> and what I think is interesting about this is it's one of the only freaky fast Jimmy John commercials I could find. But instead of being some like focused on somebody who's really busy in a fast paced world, I think this is really weird. They show a really old man in his retirement community and he's looking at the menu and it says, actually, I'll, I'll skip ahead and actually no tell you No one's got a busier life than someone old and in a retirement community. But I think what they're going for oh, here is- it's like before is, he dies? No, I don't think it's like that. Like you, you don't have a lot of time. That would be better. You don't have a lot of time left. You better get your sandwich fast. That would be better. This commercial is a little <laughs> bit of- This, this commercial is a bit I'll of- I'll stop a, trying to get <laughs> Of a mess because really they're going after the quality here. So you see he, he's looking at, um, it's a- He's staying in a place called Sunny Acres, right? And he's in his own little room. Yeah. Actually, wooden floors, not the most depressing uh, room you could ask for. Uh, and it says, today's menu, tuna casserole, tater tots, green peas, and canned peaches. And then it says, tomorrow's menu, tuna casserole, tater tots, green peas, canned peaches. Yeah. Um, and... So he's looking at the menu and he doesn't really like that. So he places a call to Jimmy John's. And then as he's still on the phone, the sandwich shows up at his door. Hello, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's here. What took you so long? Jimmy John's freaky fast delivery. That's it. And I oh actually there's that's not quite it. There's a little button little at the end with these uh, two women objectifying the uh, the Jimmy John's guy, the delivery guy, as he leaves. They're sitting outside on a porch, and the Jimmy John's delivery guy is walking by. I love the man in uniform. That's it. Uh, the female gaze. Am I right? Oh, but isn't relentless. that commercial a little bit? I mean, I think it's real, but it's really weird because like you don't need fast delivery there. The argument they're making is our food is better than the shit on the menu. Yeah. Which is OK. You can say that when you want something fresh. But like, why did this? Why of all of the scenarios that you need a sandwich fast? Why would it be the super slow pace of life where the commercial itself is so slow that you hear on a rotary phone? He dials yeah. every single number while we sit and wait. No, it's really strange. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't understand why they thought this was like a good use case for their food. I mean, if they want to make the argument that it's better than institutional food I think that's a mm. good argument I guess um, although hopefully it is like my god uh, it's a pretty low bar to clear uh, but yeah but like if they're but that but they spent so much time making their brand about being fast and the whole and then like the the joke as it were here is that the guy arrived before the guys even placed his order yeah so it just makes no sense I'm with you it's like it's a really confused uh, narrative. You know my Jimmy John story, right? Um, remind me. 
I have two stories of embarrassment while ordering food while I worked at the public radio station KUOW here in Seattle. The KUOW is located on, it's in the university district on a road called the Ave, where, you know, a lot of college students, uh, you know, get their lunches and dinner. So it's just lined with all kinds of restaurants. I, I When we moved back to Seattle after leaving for a couple of years, I would go to the U district and just like the idea of the U district would make me salivate because you could get like, <laughs> you know, there's a million and like just kind of quick pho places and Thai places and all kinds of all kinds of noodle places, but then the occasional Jimmy John's and there was even a um, there was one of those uh, I'm trying to think because this is another place that I embarrassed myself. I it was next door to a sandwich place, but it was actually a Mongolian grill. I think is that the place where you build yourself a bowl. Uh, that seems right. I think one time I walked into the Mongolian Grill because I thought it was a sandwich spot, and I just said, "I just want a sandwich." Like that's not how it works here. <laughs> and they like pointed to all these They're bowls like, and stuff, dude, and, and I stamped the out of there. And I didn't realize. I was like, sandwich. "Why can't I get a goddamn sandwich?" And I was like, "Oh, because I went into." <laughs> anyway, um, that was one of the times I embarrassed myself on the Ave trying to order food when I was like on deadline on something at the radio station. But the other time is, I went to a Jimmy John's and I was unaware of their ad campaign. I was unaware of their whole <laughs> yes, I remember this story. Now. I just thought they were like a subway. And so I'm at the register at lunchtime and I'm just saying I'm going to take, you know, whatever it was, like the number 3 Italian hold the cheese and I'll right. take oil or whatever. And the guy's like, "Okay, sounds good." And then I'm paying him and I'm just about to hand over my card and another worker slams my sandwich down on the counter next to me. And I'm like, oh, that's not for me. I just ordered mine. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of our thing. We're fast here. That's They literally said that's kind of our thing, I believe. I'm not even joking. They were college students. They were very nice. They didn't. Uh, I, it was a good sandwich, too, although I don't know that I've gone back. Also, Jimmy John's. I think the owner is bad. Yeah, I think so, but too. But they do make a pretty good sandwich. So anyway, I thought that was a very, I mean, I, I think was, that, that I commercial used to volunteer, I played. I used to volunteer for a nonprofit and... Um, for our monthly evening meetings, we would often get food like, you know, the the organization would pay for dinner for these for us as volunteers. And I remember like for a while we would get they would bring in Jimmy John's sandwiches, you know, take an order or, or have a, a selection of sandwiches or whatever. And I always really was like, yeah, this is yummy. And then somebody in the group who was more woke than me was like, you know, we really shouldn't be supporting this organization. I was going to say, that was an organization based on some pretty deep values. Yeah, it was. And for, you know, and values I support, of course. But they're like, so we're going to get like, you know, quinoa salads and stuff from, you know, whole from some, you know, I don't know if it was Met Market or, mm-hmm. or Whole Foods or whatever, you know, and like kind of a buffet. And I was like... Yeah, I know that's the right thing to do. God, I hate quinoa. Yeah, <laughs> right. It would be funny if they said... <laughs> I so really miss those bready sandwiches. It would, it would be funny if they're like, we're not going to get Jimmy John's anymore because it is not in line with our values, so we're going to get pizza from Papa John's. Oh, <laughs> oh wait. shit. Oh, wait. <laughs> now I'm trying to think. I mean, there must... Oh, so instead we're going to get it from Chick-fil-A. Oh, oh no. shit. Anyway, um, of course, Chick-fil-A, I don't even know who they're pissing off anymore. They're just pissing everybody off. They're... Well, they have a... We've talked about this before. They yeah. have a... They have a a long legacy to live down of supporting some really bad stuff. Yeah, but anyway, but now the conservatives don't like them either because they're they're too woke, I believe. That's that's my understanding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you do sort of have to feel for the. Um, uh, the corporate overlords of this nation, this great nation. Do you have to? No, you don't. No, you don't. You absolutely <laughs> do not. <laughs> so, have you ever heard of Casey's General Store? 
No. Nor have I. Um, (laughs) Until this afternoon. I told you, instead of coming across a bunch of, like, obvious things, like, I thought for sure I'd have a whole section here of, like, 1980s commercials for, like, uh, Domino's. Yeah. Like, you know, 30 30 minutes. 30 seconds or less. 30 minutes or less. Um, Sometimes I feel feel like they're, they, they, for a while, like, the pizza wars got so intense that it was, like, you know, kind of, like, We'll time travel and bring you the pizza in the past or your pizza is free. (laughs) I didn't end up pulling any of those dominoes because I couldn't find the quintessential one that really leaned into it. And I found some Noid stuff. But I did think it was interesting that I always thought the deal with dominoes was 30 minutes or less or your pizza is free. And then I found one from later in the 90s that was pizza in 30 minutes or less or it's $3 off your pizza. And it's kind of like, okay, they definitely had to evolve at a certain point. And then I saw an article that was pointing out actually the modern dominoes or at least for a while there maybe five ten years ago was doing the opposite when they sort of rebranded themselves they were saying no we take your time we're not garbage pizza anymore we're good pizza <laughs> remember right. that whole yes. thing oh, yes. and so there was like 30 minutes or more is domino's new thing that doesn't get us any closer to understanding what casey's general store is i think this is hilarious because I realized about halfway through this commercial that this is a commercial for breakfast and about how you can't wait in line for your breakfast, right? And we see a long line of cars and a, a, I guess, supposedly a fast food drive through. It's unnamed. But then <laughs> there's this there's this guy. He looks frustrated and bored and he's waiting in his car and he looks like he's in a hurry. And then some cowboy just rides up on a horse next to him and he's already got like a little breakfast sandwich and a coffee and the guy's like where'd you get that and he's like i got it at casey's and then they go to casey's and i realize oh casey's is just a gas station like casey's is just a um yeah, it's almost like a truck stop sort of you know it's like one of those gas stations with like a really big store sure. but it's some sort of a chain so this is like basically gas station food serving hot sandwiches or what have you um but it's basically gas station food trying to go after the fast food breakfast market but it's just so weird go ahead and give me your order. whoa howdy hey where'd you get that breakfast so fast casey's Fastest breakfast in Midwest. Try Casey's new ultimate beer cheese breakfast pizza. Okay, so if you see you throwing up your hands, let me just say that. So then we cut and we see that the guy has gotten out of line, apparently, although I don't know how you get out of a line of a drive through. But we now see. You do not. We now see his although that car. That does sound like a move that you would try to pull. Yes. Worst drive through user west of the Mississippi. We do now see his car and the horse tied up. The car's not tied up. Car's <laughs> parked. The horse is tied up outside of the Casey's and they go in to get some some quick garbage sandwiches. I'll, I'll finish the commercial in a second. I will say, though, that on the rare occasion that I am in a drive through line, I now do try to leave space. I get a little bit anxious about if something happened, I'd be stuck here. Okay. And so I try to leave room in front of me in case I had to peel out oh over a curb. Oh, my God. Your drive through anxiety is so Hilarious. You're stuck in there. Like if anything were to happen, you would be absolutely like if a boulder were to come where rolling down the hill. Where were we the other day hill. where you were like, I needed, I was just starving after something we'd done, and oh, I know we were coming home from Polsbo, and I was just absolutely ravenous, oh, yeah. and I was like, we got to stop at like a uh, McDonald's or something. I need, I need a snack. And we found we got to McDonald's, and I don't even think there was a line at the in the drive-through. But you were yeah. just like, "I'm, you got to go in." I was also very ill. Like I yeah, had, were, I was very ill, and I was good. kind of out of my mind at that point. I wasn't thinking straight either. And I was just like, "I can't, I can't go into a drive-through line and negotiate right now." It was just, it was not <laughs> an option. I was like, "You got to go in." Not a negotiation. It is with me, baby. It, <laughs> it is, is with, with me. It is when I order at the wrong <laughs> window, and then I get to the other window, and they're like, "You never ordered." And yeah. I'm like, "I thought I ordered here." That was a thing with you and me we last summer. That bad. 
idea. Um, yeah, no, I've I have gone to a couple of drive-throughs in the past year, so I've gotten a little bit better. But um, <laughs> last time I went to, through one, they had to tell me that they didn't have any ice for my soda, and I was like, oh no, thank you. Anyway, that wasn't an interesting <laughs> story, but it just seems like something's always going wrong. Anyway, so this guy, he's in line. You think the, the people guy, in the store got ice? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> That's an interesting question. The woman was very nice. That was a Burger King, by the way. Whoa. Howdy. Hey, where'd you get that breakfast so fast? Casey's. Fastest breakfast in the Midwest. Try Casey's new ultimate beer cheese breakfast pizza, breakfast burrito, or a new bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. So they're trying to get into the fast food breakfast market as as a gas station store. And the first thing they advertise for breakfast is the ultimate, the new, I'm sorry, the new ultimate beer cheese breakfast pizza. This is gonna be the show pick because <laughs> shut it down shut america shut it down it doesn't it doesn't uh, not it look looks like, like upchuck first of all it does look like upchuck secondly it i can't tell scale from this but it looks to me to be the size of like a medium pizza yeah like a full size pizza i'm guessing it's not too much food for breakfast yeah. and it's covered in shit and it's a beer, a beer cheese, cheese breakfast, breakfast pizza. Beer cheese breakfast pizza are four no. words that do not belong in the same sentence. Unless you're doing some sort of weird slam poetry thing, I would say. It beer really does breakfast seem like pizza, slam breakfast burrito, or a new bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Wow, that was fast. And now get a breakfast sandwich or pizza slice plus Casey's premium bean to cup coffee for just four bucks. I see you get it. You get it by the slice. Did he say pee in the cup coffee? What did he say here? I've heard it twice now. I can't tell you anything. And now get a breakfast sandwich or pizza slice plus Casey's premium bean to cup coffee for bean to cup. <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> that makes that makes more sense. I honestly thought it for a second because sort of you like... know how so like brands are sort of coarse now. I thought maybe it'd be like some you know they're like they're like the fastest in the Midwest. Maybe this chain is kind of like maybe that's like some trucker. Talk. I could have believed that this is like when you're getting because you Maybe see them Maybe it's like if using, you have to take a drug test later that day. This is your your pee in the, pee cup, in the co- cup coffee because they're do they're like take this coffee and it'll you'll your pee will come out clean. The coffee looked like it was streaming in there from like one of those kind of canteen types of things. So couldn't you see trucker talk being like, oh, I'm just gonna give me one of them pee in the cup coffees. Sort of, yeah. I don't know. In the moment, I thought so. Here's then there what is. I don't understand. Let me just play this little button at the okay. end because there's a joke at the very end that I actually think is funny. I mean, it's supposed to be funny. But it's just so weird. So now they're leaving this place together. The guy's still in his car. The other guy, the cowboy, is still on his horse. And they're but they're still like kind of driving slash riding side by side. And the driver says, "Premium bean to cup coffee for just four bucks." I rode a horse once. I rode a horse once. Okay, what were you gonna say? Well, I sort of wonder what the premise of this ad e- even is because the guy who's sitting in the drive-through line. And then a guy walks like like rides up next to him on a horse and he has uh, breakfast, you know, coffee and breakfast sandwich in his hands. And he says, how would you get that so fast? How does he know how fast he got it? Like, why? That's would, a good point. Like, why? Like, and I mean, I feel like the much more interesting question is like, why Where are did you, you get that? Why are you on a horse? Wh- why are you on a horse? You start with that. Start with that. What's your horse's name? There's can no, I pet your horse? Is a horse allowed a of, here in this? A lot in of this horse related thing, things. Yeah. Am area? I driving over your horse's poop right now? Right. Like. It seems like the horse situation is more interesting, but I just like he says, "How'd you get that so fast?" Like he could have taken him fourteen hours. Yeah, to he has get no that. idea. That's no a really idea. good point. But I mean, I guess he's. I guess the thing is, he's just he's in line at a food establishment, and he sees that somebody already has their food ahead right. of him. Okay, fair enough. So I mean, I guess that's where, and and he's thinking 
specifically about food in this in this case. And once he has a full tummy, he can start focusing on the horse. Um, <laughs> this next commercial is just ridiculous. I almost shouldn't include it because it's just like one of those like um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for infomercially kinds of things. It's clearly by the makers of Sham Wow, but this is something called Sham Pow. Mm-hmm. Now, what do we know about Sham Wow? Because honestly, I don't live in this space very much. It's basically a a chamois for drying your car. Yeah, it's right? just a chamois, but it's um, for car specifically. Well, I think it does all the functions that a chamois does. Um, and in the guy who does it is that uh, that sort of like bombastic. Uh, younger guy, he you know it's not Ron Paul Peel. No, he's got. Doesn't he have like a a um? I think his name is Vince Offer. Oh, I'm Vince Offer. Yeah, that's right. right. Now. Um, but so uh, you know, I've never actually watched. So it's it's an, it's an absorb absorbent towel. Now, when I grew up, like we used like real chamois on the car that I believe were made of some sort of rawhide or cowhide. Um, and I guess the chamois is like not just for the car, but also for around the house. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but in, either I mean, way, I don't think you're, I think you're overthinking it. It's a towel. It's just a towel. It's like an extremely absorbent towel, right? Okay. Well, the shampoo is basically a giant chamois on the end of a pole. Okay. Like it's a big flag. And then you just like run it over your car after you get done washing it but it looks so awkward and they only show like when people... they like when, when they get like a touchdown and the hawks run mm-hmm. like a big flag across yeah. the, the, the yeah state, only but the it, but they stadium. keep showing people using it but it would only be helpful if you only wanted to dry the top of your car they don't show anybody using it on the sides of the car because that's not how gravity works <laughs> And so this is a whole two-minute commercial that actually has some various funny moments and also just like plain old lies in it that I want to point out as well. But it is so ridiculous to see. It's like people draping, like holding the end of a flagpole with a big, heavy, presumably wet after being used shampoo on the end of it. And they're just talking about how easy it is to drive the top of your car. And it looks so difficult. With it's the fastest way to dry your car. It has a special microfiber in the middle and shampoo on the edges. That combo gives you the pow for no more streets, no more wasted time, no more unhappy life. Here's the inventor. What he- wait, wait, no more unhappy life. It's a big claim. That is such a big claim. I didn't even notice that the first time I heard it. Here's the inventor when he first showed it to me. Laid across the hood of the car. Okay, this yeah. is the other thing. He says, here's the inventor the first time he showed it to me. That is clearly a lie. The first time he showed this to you, you were not filming this commercial. Like the first time he showed Vince, it to you. No, that's a common misconception. Vince Offer never goes anywhere and he never talks to any inventors unless he has a full Always. film. You're always 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 be rolling. Like, why do you even have to say that? Like, why do you have to lie to us in that? Why Why can't you say this? Why add that lie? This is the inventor showing me how it worked. Why does he have to lie? I get it though. Like, as an inveterate liar, it does always occur to me to tell a lie. He's probably the same way. That combo gives you the pow for no more streets, no more wasted time, no more unhappy life. Here's the inventor (laughs) when he first showed it to me. Laid across the hood of the car. Yeah. And then just breeze it right up the contour of the car. Look at that. It sucks the water right off of it. Here's my assistant. It's my first time. You ready? Another lie. You can barely reach the top, and it looks so un—it looks so uneasy. And then also, they—they they like kind of cut right as she's getting to the antenna on the top of the yeah. car because that's going to be a clearly disaster. she had to like reposition. <laughs> it rained last night, right? Hot sun now, leaves, water spots, ruins the paint. No problem for us. So they're not even washing the car; they're just drying it after a rain. Well, I, you're going to make fun of me and be mad at me for for saying this, but. 
I see the utility of this because I'm short. I'm five foot four. Even our like little hatchback, which, you know, I can touch the top of, like I would be hard pressed if it was up to me to wash and dry our car. I would be, I would have to get a stepladder out. Well, still, you have a little stool. You bought yourself a little stool. Yeah, but I can see the appeal of like one, one piece of chamois dragged across a whole top of a car and it's like, you know, it's that clean, it's that shiny dried look that you want from a, a washed car mm -hmm. because washed cars that that don't like that's why when you go through the car like when i go to the brown bear it doesn't just wash it and scrub it it also sends it through the air dryer because mm -hmm. it it you know it's not enough to just if you get water on it like yeah you I, don't want the spots the water will make a spot i've yeah. seen your dad get out of the car after he does oh yeah after he goes through a car wash and he doesn't like the job that the dryer did yeah and it, we're talking about a car wash that somebody else already hand dried the car yes and then he'll get out and like spot clean like polish up some little tiny water spots so you know like if that's some if you're someone who's like that i could see the use the use case for this product it does look like a giant flag, like the kind of flag that like it's yellow, but it's mm -hmm. like the kind of flag that they wave at the beginning of a big car race or something. Let me offer this little piece of advice to the listeners. If for any reason you want to get on my father's enemy list, I don't know if he has an enemy list, but maybe you would end up being enemy number one. You on might the be list. enemy number one. Yeah. Be in a car with him immediately after getting out of a car wash. And roll down the window. <laughs> yeah, that the is, man will kill you. Yeah, he'll have, the man will kill you with murder, the car, and then you'll run it. And then, then you'll run it yeah. back through the thing. I it streaks, God. <laughs> God. So okay, so we've kind of talked about like you got a really busy life, and like you need to do things faster. That's why we have minute rice, and that's why the pizza has to get here fast. So this is along those lines. Just imagine, Genevieve, that you're a fan of something. Let's say you're a fan of a sporting event, and you love it. You love spending time yeah. with the sport what would make it better more than shortening most it most baseball rules are rigid three strikes you're out three outs the inning is over so quick question what's going on with these rule changes when major league baseball heard from you the fan some bright minds got together and thought about ways to improve game pace create safer plays on the base paths and return the game to its more traditional alignment <laughs> You spoke, and MLB listened. Learn more with Quick Question. We asked you, the fans, what you would like to change I about baseball. A lot of people said we would like to return it. We would like to return it to its original alignment. I mean, the truth is, and this is the thing. Like, I, I came to baseball much later in life, and actually, baseball fans, much bigger baseball fans than me. I've heard many of them, people in my own life and on the radio, on sports stations, on non-sports station, all saying that, like, the pace of the game had gotten out of hand. Yes. I think I'm very much on the outside. But I just always thought it was a very interesting marketing move to say that, like, hey, you love something? How about less of it? Yeah, but... Like, when... didn't you have that feeling a little bit when we were at the ballpark during a perfect weather game on Sunday? No, didn't I Didn't that was... seem to go by a little bit too quickly? No, it was fine. Really? It was great. Yeah. If we want if we wanted the day to continue, um, are there no bars? Are there no bowling alleys? <laughs> um 
if you love baseball, go bowling afterwards. Well, I'm just saying, like, what I liked about being there was being with my friends and eating too big of a pretzel. At a ballpark. At a ballpark. But the game lasted the right amount of time. And when they say, we asked you, the fans, they're not talking about, we asked you, the hardcore hardcore baseball nerds. They're saying, we asked you, the people who would like who would root for the Mariners or you know for your home team or whoever um but are not currently doing so at the rate that we would like to see you doing it and like what's your impediment well really I mean I think that is the lie there because I wouldn't call myself a hardcore baseball nerd I mean are I, you kidding me you do baseball I you do like, fantasy baseball yeah I like baseball but trust me I'm friends with hardcore baseball nerds I there's would, always I don't, so, someone can yeah. always out nerd but you. I will say this and I'm not even really complaining about it anymore but like I and I know that I'm in I'm way in the minority about people who did not like that rule change. There are other rule changes that I really hate, and there are some that I actually really like. But I will say that 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 line is bullshit. They they are not making this change for the fans. They are making this change for potential fans. Yeah. They're, the whole point or is we're fans. not getting more people into the system. We're not getting young people into the system. They're going to watch basketball, and yeah. of course football it kind of dominates everything. But you know, when people are exploring new sport viewing options, they're not going to baseball. So they didn't ask the fans. They asked consultants, how can we get more fans? Well, your, your, your thing about saying that you know, you're not a baseball nerd I think is instructive because fandom is such a continuum and it's such a spectrum like you're not a baseball nerd the way I'm not a Star Trek nerd by almost any standard by all like on the spectrum of Star Trek nerdery I am a big Star Trek nerd but to my own by my own estimation because of where I because of my perspective on it I feel like I'm not a big nerd because I don't know because I'm not like I've never been to a convention or you know I don't know I don't have the deep knowledge I don't know Klingon or whatever but like but by any other measure, right, by any by by like the measure of like a normal person uh, and their knowledge and awareness and enjoyment of Star Trek, I'm a pretty big Star Trek nerd. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're the same way with baseball. From your perspective, you're looking at at the people to the far side of the spectrum from you and saying like, oh, I'm not like them. I'm not like so deep in it. But to a normal person, you're quite far into it. And so, so and so just to, to kind of finish my analogy, like in that same way, like you wouldn't describe me as a baseball fan. And I know I always joke around that I hate baseball and stuff, but like I root for the Mariners. I want the Mariners. If I'm watching a game that has the Mariners in it, I'm, you know, I have a rooting interest. So I am a fan. It's just that I sit very, very far to the other side of fandom and on that spectrum than you do. But okay. Then to continue that um, analogy, then I think that you would understand, like, I think that, you know, I don't know what your favorite series is, but let's just say the next generation, that's an hour long show and you love it. Right. Yeah. And then they say, but we're not attracting enough people. So we're going to cut it down to a half hour. You'd be a little bit pissed about that. Right. Or maybe you think it should be a half hour show. (laughs) I'm being serious. Like that's kind of the thing. It's like, no, I enjoy spending my evenings listening to baseball games and it's like it's not and the reason I like it is because I don't have to pay attention to every single moment and you can you can wander around you come into a room and you're listening to it and it's kind of like I did not personally feel like my enjoyment of listening to baseball games or watching baseball games at night was going to be made better by having it take up less of my night I've heard a million people say the opposite but it's kind of like oh I love Star Trek great we're going to make it better by cutting it in half not cutting it in half but if they suddenly said now every episode is you know an hour and a half I might be like you know that's a lot of my day yeah but that's not what 
that's the opposite of what baseball is doing. They're kind taking something that I enjoyed and they're giving me less but of it. But you were saying that, like, yes, it had kind of gotten out of control. The games had gotten no, very long. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So I do think that it, there has been some creep on that. And, yeah, I do, like, yes, I don't want them to make my show shorter, but I do also don't want them to make it longer uh you know and more slow over time because there are you know in the i don't know if you know this genevieve but with the streaming generation <laughs> shows don't have to be a specific time well, anymore and you that did is see actually that, like a... the americans sometimes yes. would be like oh this one's an hour and 15 minutes interesting yeah you will see that with prestige tv and mm -hmm. so it is kind of an interesting question like is an hour-long drama better if it's not constrained by the editing requirements of getting it down to mm. an hour um speaking of that fast fast lifestyle i think when we think of these um this general vibe of commercials where you live a busy life and so therefore what we need is something fast and efficient one of the first things we think about is water fountains life can be hectic all that pressure and stress sometimes you just need to take a breath and go relax by a fountain on your own back deck. <laughs> Introducing Fast Fountain by Pocket Hose. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Can we just enjoy Fast Fountain by, by Pocket Hose? By First pocket of all, hose. Pocket Hose sounds filthy. Yes. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Playing Pocket Hose over there? Come on, give me a hand. Um, and this thing is a little disc that at first they show somebody enjoying like a real big fountain at a park somewhere but then they say now you can have your own fast fountain and it's like a little disc that's maybe about i don't know a a, th a third of a size of a frisbee maybe yeah, like or maybe a, the size like a of a frisbee plate. uh and people are just sort of like tossing it into water you'll hear more of the pitching but one thing they keep showing is people just like casually like kind of tossing it into a body of water by them when i say a body of water i mean literally sometimes a bucket sometimes <laughs> a little bird bath and it shoots a little uh, a few streams of water up in the air. Fountain by pocket hose. The instant fountain powered by the sun. Just add water and watch it run. Now you can put a fountain anywhere you like. So take a break from the grind. Sit back and unwind. Fast fountain turns on instantly. I like, no I like how when a, a woman puts it in her, in like a bird bath or a bucket or something uh, in her patio, and she sits down with her friend and she like gestures to it like, Pretty, pretty nice, right? Pretty great, right? Pretty great. No wires, no plumbing, no installation at all. So replace the noise. There's a woman sunbathing at like maybe out on her back porch or something. And she's like kind of like, she's like, you know, like a, a hottie boom body kind of lady, blonde hair, sunglasses. And what really completes the scene though is she has this tiny little yeah. disc shooting like five streams of water in the air on a tiny little bird bath sitting next to I've her. I've had some solar powered outdoor uh, oh, yeah, equipment. And this has the look to me of something that works the first four times you use it. And then it's just a piece of plastic that's floating in a dirty bird bath. No installation at all. So replace the noise of the street with a soothing... <laughs> I love that. Replace the noise of the street with this tiny little doohickey. That's right. That this woman puts in a flower pot next to her. Street with the soothing sounds of a waterfall. The suction feet hold the fountain firmly in place. Or you can let it float freely. So toss it in a pool or drop it in a pond 
with Fast Fountain silent operation, any backyard becomes a peaceful oasis. Make a bucket a Fast Fountain. Turn a tub into a Fast Fountain. A flower pot makes a Fast Fountain, too. There's no end to what you can do. And Fast Fountain attracts hummingbirds and butterflies. Even dogs love a Fast Fountain. So leave the stress behind and escape and unwind. Even children can tolerate Fast Fountain. All these small fountains are over $200. Now you can get Fast Fountain by Pocket Hose for just $19.99. They just show a bunch of normie fountains. Yes, can you imagine like throwing your money away? Fountains on, of Wayne a, style, a like garden, garden yeah. uh, accoutrement. That is, that is hilarious. I wonder that there's all these like stuff, all this stuff that gets invented like that by, I guess, just like rando inventors in America uh, or wherever, I suppose. Um, that's just... It's absolute useless junk, but it's sort of like a novel idea that that something like, oh, it is sort of interesting. Like it's powered by the sun and it makes a water fountain, like something that I never thought about needing. Definitely do not need. Well, how do you deal with the sound of the city? (laughs) It's just like that honk honk sound. I can live with that. Yeah. Um, I do like white noise, but I doubt that that generates enough white noise for me. No, it just makes kind of a trickling sound. My white noise app that I listen to at night is like... A full on, I have four different sounds and they're all combining and I've really dialed it in and it is a wall of white noise. I know, I hear it sleeping next to you. If yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night, it sounds like there's a waterfall sleeping next to me. Um, I wanna, <laughs> but is it a fast fountain? I want to slow things down a little bit here um, with one commercial that is actually the opposite. I was looking for commercials related to speed and in doing so, I came across this one. Have you happened to try not to look at what this is for? I don't know. Have you already seen my no. show sheet? You know, So this is a, a beautiful commercial. You see, a fella in the air. It's almost like ballet. You can go ahead and look at the screen. Just like kind of don't try not to look at. I guess the, the the tab that says what it's for. But it's this ultra slow motion of a man. And he's holding a cup of coffee, but the coffee is kind of spilling mid air as he's kind of flying backwards. And he just looks like a, a normal guy in jeans and a mm-hmm. and, and a, but he's and on a jacket a, some, some sort of sort. jerk cable. But he's but he's kind of floating through the air. And then after you're gonna, I think hear some voiceover. And then we'll see a woman kind of in a dress, kind of spinning head over heels again. And this very very beautiful slow motion but also you can tell that these people are in distress in some way things happen fast on the street your speed can feel slow when you're driving but if you hit someone it's terrifyingly fast drivers look for pedestrians and cyclists and slow your turns to five miles per hour Speeding ruins lives. Slow down. That's the New York City DOT. I think that the production on that is incredible. It really is very artistic. Her skirt is kind of flapping around her in this very slow motion way while her groceries slowly spread out across the screen because she was just walking home with her groceries. Yeah, I mean, it's got like a, it's something you would see in an art gallery. It's really beautiful, isn't it? And also then it really, I think it sticks with you too. It's like a very evocative and as somebody who thinks about the danger of cars more and more the older I get. I do too. And I mean, we, we live in a place with lots of bike lanes, um, and you know we you and i are very committed to being pedestrians and uh like obviously try to be very mindful when we're out walking um but you know if you're a pedestrian and a car really just doesn't see you it can it it can clip you or hit you yeah. 
whether you're being careful or not yeah. if they're going fast enough so yeah like and we live in an, a very commercial area with a lot of people who are like sometimes even on the side streets cutting through our neighborhoods yeah. we live by two big like kind of cross streets people will just fly through oh my our God. neighborhood trying to I beat traffic i almost did get clipped the other day you and i were walking down oh, yeah. towards aurora and um i swear this guy like Kind Didn't of seem like, like he had control. Of he the like car. Uh, veered closer to me. Yeah. I mean, I was already moving off. We don't have sidewalks, but I was moving to the shoulder of the road because I saw the car coming, and he actually got closer to me. It was really than, weird. Like he veered closer to me than like than he was when I saw him at yeah, first. Yeah, it was very very strange. Um, anyway, uh, that was a great commercial about slowing down in a show mostly about speeding up. So there you go. <laughs> What do you know about flapping and locking? Uh, well, I would have, I guess, nothing. That's my, first, <laughs> my, that's my gut reaction. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I didn't know anything about flapping and locking either until I saw this commercial from 1995 that I was able to find on a um, VHS tape. That is the point of this segment. This is for GTE. This is very early computing. Well, very early internet computing we see a guy and he clearly runs he's on the phone right he's on the telephone you can see his his shop here genevieve it's sort yeah. of a busy a looking shop. shop it looks or like sort of, an antique shop. sort of like an antique shop a lot of um looks like a lot of lamps a lot of mirrors a lot this of maybe is a cab- shop that i would have a hard time walking past without going in. yes exactly maybe kind of a resale shop for uh, home goods right, right. Um, you can see oh yeah he's got a bunch like some sort of nice uh, dinette set is sort of hanging almost from the ceiling it's a very kind of cramped look and he's talking on the phone I'm assuming to maybe a, a customer or maybe somebody who he's hired to have something built for him it's a little bit unclear I'll let you take a listen to this and then you tell me Genevieve if you recognize I mean Given your, given the credentials you just threw out here, I uh, think you're going to be able to recognize the celebrity voice at the end. No, I sent three. One, two, three. I got them right here. Oh, that, that. Uh, the hutch has a three-way hinge. Okay, now your fingers are pointing up. You're wiggling them. Are your palms up? Just flap and lock. Flap and lock. You know, not your thumbs. In the everyday world, you often have to explain yourself to others. Are you flapping? Now look at page two. With the world-class network from GTE, I like that. you simply show them. What if we switch the pages? Change the way you work. Change the way you live. It's amazing what you can do with the world-class network from GTE. So obviously you know the voice. Oh, you know what? I wasn't. I was trying to figure out what flapping and locking was solving for. Oh, I, I missed. I just go it was back. Patrick Stewart. Oh, I, I was going to say play Patrick it again. Patrick Stewart. Speaking of Star Trek nerdery. That's what I'm saying. You simply show them. What if we switch the pages? Change the way you work. Change the way I mean, I was going to say, I'm the one who uploaded this, so it says Patrick Stewart, but I'm right, right? Like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it just I mean, it sounds to me, like, like him. What if I'm uploading stuff and accrediting it to Patrick Stewart and it's not actually him? No, I'm pretty sure that's him. Um, but the point of this commercial is this guy is on the phone. He's trying to have some sort of business conversation where he's describing a three-way hinge of some sort, and he's saying, lock your fingers together and do it this way. And then they show a, two different business people doing it right. They're on a computer, a 1995-era computer, and they're sharing plans with each other while they're video chatting, which, by the 
the way, in 1995, I this is a smooth, I mean, you, this is the era of taking a long time to download an MP3. There's no way these two were having this clean of a video chat. Absolutely with, not. Yeah. That is some science. Talk about science fiction. That's why they got Patrick Stewart. <laughs> There's no way that it was that smooth then. Are you flapping? Are you flapping? <laughs> I did enjoy that commercial, though. Uh, yes. The the internet, uh, it is funny. Like the that now na- the interaction that they have on that in that commercial, uh, I think implausibly, uh, twenty years ago is now totally normal. Almost thirty years ago. Gosh, wow. I was just doing the math in my head. Holy moly. Like, that's yeah, way you're more right. than the 20 90s, years ago. The 90s, not the It's almost 2025. This was 1995. Yeah, 30 years ago. <laughs> How you feeling? Old. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Speaking of computers, let's catch up to the modern age now, or at least the modern age of 2020, when we played um, this Dell computer commercial. I think it was a Dell cloud-based computing commercial, and it stars um, the actor Jeffrey Wright, who I mostly know, and I think maybe a lot of people mostly know from Westworld, although he's been in all kinds of stuff. Um, But I I think maybe American popular audiences might know him from that. Uh, This is that commercial. Listen closely. He's also the CIA guy from the the newer James Bond movies. Okay. Take a listen to this and and pay attention to the music. Here's the thing about managing multiple clouds for your business. (laughs) When you've got public clouds and private clouds and hybrid clouds, things can get a bit cloudy for you. But now, there's the Dell Technologies Cloud. Powered by VMware. A single hub for a consistent operating experience across all your clouds. That should clear things up. No, it, I don't. I don't know what the hell you're advertising there, but I will say <laughs> I remember that ad. I feel like yeah, we talked about it before. We did. Yeah. Well, that's that was one of the commercials we talked about back in 2020, and listener Brian noticed ah. the music from that thing. Um, in the visuals, by the way, um, Jeffrey Wright is kind of going around an office, but things are very literal cloudy in the office because there's some sort of smoke machine and he's kind of pointing out the complications that go along with cloud computing so Dells will make it clearer in some way. But anyway, you listen to that music there. We had talked about that and then after we talked about that on the show several years ago, listener Brian in Tallahassee, who is a musicologist, noticed that the same exact music was used in this Bounty paper towel commercial. And I'll tell you what Brian said about this back uh, in the day after I play this for you. Is that for me? By the way, what we're seeing here is a couple in the kitchen. You're probably familiar with this campaign. Um, They look like, you know, pretty upper middle class couple in a very nice home. They're getting ready for their day. He's poured himself. It looks like it's not coffee, right? It's like, like some sort juice. of a green juice yeah. thing. Then he steps, the on a, folk. he steps on a Lego in his bare feet and then when you hear that slow motion yell, he's spilling his green juice all over the place so they're going to grab some bounty paper towels. But again, we're playing this because listener Brian noticed that this is the same music that is used in that cloud computing commercial. Is that for me? Quicker picker upper. 
Okay, so there's that music again. Well, now, just this week, I believe, uh, oh, by the way, what, what Brian said about that uh, at the time was, I'm a musicologist, and I guess what sort of interests me about that is how these two very different commercials use that music, but the music oddly works well with both of them. Well, Brian just wrote to us again this week to say that he heard the same music in a new commercial for Rice Krispie Treats. By the way, I feel like Rice Krispies used to just advertise buy Rice Krispies and make Rice Krispie Treats out of them, right? And now they just sell Rice yes. Krispie Treats fully made. And this is a cute commercial. We see a um, uh, we see a box of Rice Krispie Treats up on a high oh, yeah. shelf in a pa- pantry, and there's a little girl with some sort of a uh, broomstick trying to knock them down. I've been seeing this in the wild. Yeah, and so she finally knocks them down. She grabs two Rice Krispie Treats and takes them out to the living room where her grandmother is awaiting her, and they kind of have this shared secret uh, illicit moment of eating the Rice Krispie Treats that they're not supposed to be eating. Kellogg's Rice Krispies Treats. Connect on a sweeter level. So I don't know if Brian ever told us, like, if that music is... If it lives somewhere else outside of the commercial space and everybody just keeps buying it, or yeah. if it's specifically something that was made for commercials and it's just like something that well, is... Well, I've made some videos for work and things, and there are, you know, repositories where you can go and, you know, pay a little bit of money for music that's been created for these these kinds of commercial applications. Not necessarily that I was making commercials, but like, you know, they were for corporate videos or whatever, um and you know like there there are these databases and 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 places where you can just go and buy them off the shelf like mm-hmm. and you type in like i want it to be mischievous but also um you know uh upbeat so like you kind of put in the, the tone of what you're looking yeah. for and like that you know is what you end up with you end up with a couple of choices and you pay a small licensing fee and then you get to use it i'm sure if you're doing a national ad you have to pay more but um yeah, so I would. It, it has that sound of music to me that was created uh, as kind of like this is this kind of music, and like we'll do. You know, if you want something that's a little spookier, you say I want it spooky, and you get something in a minor key. And if you are listening and you're somebody who like kind of creates videos or podcasts, and you're looking for something similar, only you don't want to pay uh, money for it, you can achieve that same exact thing. Now, of course, the library is going to be more limited and everything. And when you're talking about when you're talking about Kellogg's and Dell computers and Bounty, like they're spending on on these production costs. But if you're looking for something free, you can have that same exact experience. I don't know if you ever use this, Genevieve, if you guys are looking for free music too. Um, If you go to YouTube Studio and Uh kind of scroll down on the left-hand side, you'll see something that says like Music Library. And it's the same exact process that you're talking about. You can filter by genre. So you can go like, you know, you you can look at everything or you can say, you know what, I only want things that fit jazz or pop. And then, you know, it has all the various genres. And then, like you said, mood, like cinematic or up and bright or or dark and scary. Like, yeah. you know, there's all it's kinds all free? of free and it's all free. And really? then you can just scroll through it and you can and download it. You can use it. it even for commercial applications. I think so. I mean, there might be when you download it, you might want to look at like what the artist requests. Like you might right. have to give attribution somewhere. But on a podcast, it's kind of I guess you could give credits at the end or something. But for the most part, like I got to a point when we were like producing our own commercials, but I worked for American Public Media. I used to just use whatever music I wanted. But some people were kind of like, eh, you probably shouldn't do that. 
that. So I just started using the YouTube library and you can just kind of find any kind of like, you know, like kind of inoffensive music that can match a mood or what you're looking for. And it's all free on YouTube. So. All right. That's really good to know. Hot tip. Well, free plugola. We did not pay for this. (laughs) We just hope the fact that this group is no longer extant is uh, insulation enough against them suing us. And the fact that we've never made a dime on this podcast. I... So this is Harry Condobolo's brother, right? Yes. And this man, Das Racist. Yeah. I'm trying to think. He'd been on TBTL before. And I'm trying to think if I even mentioned that. No, I think I would have tried not to because maybe I wouldn't want to draw attention to it. But I was always kind of like, I figured if they ever came after him, I'd be like, we kind of know your brother. Does that we, change anything? We kind of know your brother. Does yeah. that change anything? Yeah. yeah. It's like our only defense. <laughs> that and the fact that we truly, it's truly not anything we've ever used to make any money that's that is kinda, true although that's, that's the not thing. really the line though. i know it isn't the line but yeah. that would be my that would be my plea sure which yeah. is that like we're not we're not trying to profit off of your your creative work we just it was such a great it was so on theme for us and we like it a lot as a song and you know we just we put something creative out in the world and we really wanted to to punctuate it with this great song. Although it does raise the question that I have uh, a lot of days when I'm producing the show, which is like we've kind of, since we chose this music, we have led the podcast more in a way where we're trying to embrace more of an 80s sound for the music that we use. And then we get to the end of the show and we use a song from the 70s um, with with what, why can't I think everybody talking? Yeah. And then we just play this random hip hop song from 2003. I mean, our branding kind of evolved and I think that it's a little bit of a, of a house built over a number of years but I that's fine like it, it, it is what it is yeah anyway good talk um, thanks if for you guys producing would, the show <laughs> sure if you guys would like to join conversations just like these you can uh, find us on the Facebook group you can actually more find each other on the Facebook group that's where people share thoughts about things we've talked about and thoughts on uh, commercials that people see in the wild just look for after these messages group or after these messages podcast on Facebook also check out the YouTube page where I just posted that uh, what was it, an MCI commercial it wasn't GT- GTE, which is I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's around it's anymore. It's not a right? thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all those old vintage ads that I find, I post uh, again. Look for after these messages podcast on YouTube. Uh, you can email us your thoughts after these messages show at gmail.com. and please call our voicemail line. We love hearing your voice, singing or speaking, either way. Just no heavy breathing. 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. We'll talk to you guys next week. I'm complex. I'm sitting here look beyond me. I'm complex. I'm a bra.